Episode 8 is supported by the Interplanetary Lottery, making it as difficult as is legally possible to pay out any winnings whilst we enjoy the lifestyles you all dream of. Monson Jackson, Series 2, Episode 8, Fed. Monsoon woke with a start. Assuming he'd see the inside of a jail cell, he opened his eyes. But it wasn't. It was a large, empty warehouse. Monsoon smiled. An easy escape. He went to stand up and found his strength gone. A dampening field. Nice move, Olaf. Despite knowing there was a field, Monsoon attempted several times to outwit it and make good his escape. Unfortunately, he only succeeded in falling off the bed onto the dirty floor, where he proceeded to roll around like a stranded turtle. Monsoon cursed Olaf and then shouted out, You better not be filming this! With effort, Monsoon managed to lock onto the bed frame and haul himself back up. He laid there panting for breath, waiting for whatever was to come next. With customary flair, Detective Olaf Lang entered the building and strode with purpose towards Monsoon. He arrived with a twirl and offered Monsoon a coffee. Monsoon glared up at him. Oh yes, of course. Lang spoke into his communicator. Take the field down by 40%. I think that should allow for coffee drinking, but uh, nothing stupid. He smiled at Monsoon and once again offered the coffee. Monsoon took the cup, not out of gratitude, but to check what difference 40% made to his motion. He was able to take the cup with ease, but downplayed things, just in case the variance in ability might come in useful later. Lang deliberately took a long time to sip from his cup. He was enjoying this, and why shouldn't he? Monsoon was a convict, and now an escaped convict. While this status had initially surprised Lang, he had his duty. He always found Monsoon infuriating, but never saw him as a criminal. But rules were rules, and Monsoon had to be returned in chains to Pluto and pushed back in hard. He'd be an example to others. This would be a treat for those inmates who already despised him, and the rest who had yet to meet him. Detective Lang finished his coffee and sat himself down in a chair. A chair which, Monsoon noted with respect, was far enough away to allow Lang to react to anything Monsoon might be planning. Just you then, Olaf. Are you here to kill me? Olaf smiled and leant forward, sweeping his jacket out of the way of his sidearm as he did. He was poised for Monsoon and would not be goaded into distractions. If I wanted you dead, Monsoon, why are you awake now? It was a fair point, which Monsoon just shrugged at. He didn't like other clever people. It meant he had to consider he was less clever than others. Potentially less clever. 
He really didn't have time to investigate the thing he already knew was true, but chose to ignore. In fact, you were just a lucky find, a sideshow from my real pursuit. I'm hunting a sniper and now, thinking about it, wondering if they work for you. Why else kill the record keeper, except to stop us asking him what you discussed? I'm barely out of prison, Olaf. When do you think I had the opportunity to hire them? While you were in prison, obviously. A whole sea of criminals and a wide choice of skills and disciplines that one could take advantage of. The decent criminals all hated me. It was all I could do to stay alive, but you already know that. Much as you already know, a sniper is hunting me. Lang smiled and leant back in his chair. I suspected as much, but as you can imagine, there are few who really care what happens to you. Your conviction distanced a lot with reputations that meant something, and your escape compels pretty much everyone else to condemn you. Monsoon struggled to sit up, but finally managed to swing his legs round and onto the floor. Instinctively, Detective Lang patted his sidearm. Monsoon raised a hand and sat himself back on the bed. So, if you're not going to kill me, and this isn't an official arrest, what's your play? Lang stood up and fixed Monsoon with a stare. I want you to do what you were going to do. Kill Elijah. This caught Monsoon by surprise. Of all the options of corruption and blackmail he had in mind, this was a curveball. Why? If you succeed, we rid ourselves of a nasty piece of work. If you fail, we rid ourselves of a nasty piece of work. Far as the media is concerned, of course, on that second one. Olaf beamed at Monsoon. He was clearly pleased with the payoff on something he'd been waiting a long time to say. So, to get this right, you're hunting an assassin while assisting another assassin. Do you feel the lines are blurred at the Solar Force these days? Olaf paced around for a while, clearly choosing his response carefully. I'd rather we'd arrested and investigated her by procedure, but you denied us that. Worse, you created a monster worse than her mother. Do you know the damage Elijah's done? The misery her criminality has inflicted? You uncorked that bottle, and to me, it seems only right you're the one to smash it and take the consequences. There's more blood on your hands than you could ever know, Monsoon. Monsoon was about to speak, but decided that that was enough for now. In some twisted way, Detective Lang was on his side, and he really should keep it that way. He wasn't that blessed in the friend department, which never came as a surprise to anyone. His decision worked. Detective Lang was pleased that Monsoon had decided to stay quiet. He felt a reward was in order. Like training a dog to bring you your slippers, because being lazy and expecting others to do the things you should do was one way losers marked their dominion over lesser creatures. Or perhaps it was because it helped to develop a bond. Whichever one seemed nicer to believe would be the one to use. Your assassin's called Sicario. He's very good at what he does, which is why it's odd you're still breathing. I'd almost say disappointing, given his reputation. You should have a hole the size of a dinner plate in your chest, and yet, here you are, not dead, not even dying slowly, in terrible, terrible agony. Detective Lang beamed again at Monsoon. 
He was enjoying this so much, and yet Monsoon had to concede he did really deserve this moment. For everything that had passed, and more importantly was to come, the paperwork alone would take months to write up. Likely he's actually hurting me then. I mean, Elijah is paying him to drive me towards a predetermined destination for the final showdown. It's a shame it won't be raining when that happens. Monsoon snarled his graveyard smile. The wisecrack of a man who knew he was running out of time and no one really cared. He stood up and moved around the empty space, stretching. This made Detective Lang's hand instinctively hover over his sidearm. Much as he believed Monsoon had been set up, he wasn't stupid enough to risk his mortality on it. It's not that I trust you, you understand. Just no one else wants to do this. Whether you succeed or fail, the consequences are terrible. Think of it as payback for everything you've ever done. Maybe even wiping the slab clean, unless you end up on one. It was a terrible joke. Monsoon really needed to leave. He knew comedy much better than, say, those people who did it for a living. In the windows high above, the endless sea of advertising hoardings blinked and flashed their wares at an all-consuming population. Monsoon looked up and wondered if really all this effort was worth it. And if it was, for who? The Neon Gods. Monsoon turned round and smiled at Olaf, a genuine bonding smile. This detective would not be bringing his slippers anytime soon. And the people bowed and prayed. I did not take you as an Earth Classics kind of detective. Lang was about to answer when there was movement in the darkness of a corner. They both spotted it, and both reacted like the trained officers they were. A shot rang out, grazing Detective Lang, while he dove for cover. Monsoon used the opportunity to escape as he slowly exited the building, finally out of the dampening field's effect. He shouted back, Sorry, Olaf. Exit. Pursued by fear. I'll work on that one. Monsoon made use of his augmented legs and put a considerable distance between himself and the door. Much as he was confident Sicario had, for the time being, been expressly asked to avoid shooting him, there was also likely a clause on that, such as Monsoon was not doing what Elijah wanted him to. So it was safer to leave Olaf in the room as, he reasoned, Sicario would not be interested in killing him. And if he was, well... Monsoon would find some way to explain that away in his own conscience. He stopped running as his leg panels began to glow amber. No point in having nothing left in the tank. He needed somewhere quiet and away from snipers. A perfectly normal request. Monsoon looked around. Everywhere was busy. Everywhere except that shop. The shop that inexplicably remained open despite no one ever appearing to use it. A range of ultimately useless and disparate items that surely would be thrown out a few months later when the purchaser realized it was rubbish. Why had they, once again, been duped by the over-enthusiastic sales video and its ability to find way more uses for the product than could surely be sensible? A smiling video desperately urging you to buy and constantly reminding you today only was a special offer and you would receive other rubbish with the rubbish you were buying because, well because they had to shift the rubbish before you realized it was rubbish. And rubbish was always cheap to manufacture, because they knew no one would ever keep using the rubbish beyond a few weeks. After all, who really needed a tool that could 
peel eggs and crush ice. Monsoon made his way into the empty shop. The single cashier was chewing gum and swiping through some teenage angst hollow magazine, probably about somebody who was famous for the moment, while their management company was making a decent profit from their soul. In a few years, the same person would be in rehab, or out of rehab, praising their fans for sticking by them, and of course, asking them to buy more of their products. The amount of money you could milk from people never ceased to amaze Monsoon. The cashier didn't even bother to look up, which suited him just fine. He worked his way right to the back of the shop, the area that was mainly black and red, selling an interesting selection of products that helped couples feel like they were more adventurous and exciting than anyone else by buying mass-made products that the masses bought. On the upside, it was dark, and Monsoon could see the entrance while lurking in the shadows. He patted the sunglasses that Carla had given to him. When would he get a chance to use them? They couldn't just be a loose end that would never get resolved and really annoy him for the rest of his life, could they? Moments passed, then minutes. In fact, Monsoon was stationary for so long, even the young sales representative began to stare over at him. This was not normal. Furtively buying wobbly things made of rubber, or items of just barely clothing was fine, but not sitting, staring. That was just, well, odd. Monsoon realized his initial decision was a bad one. What was he expecting? Sicario to run, guns blazing into the shop, making sure his image was captured on the excessive number of security cameras droning around the place? Somewhat awkwardly, he stood up and unnecessarily brushed himself down. He then made things worse by awkwardly smiling at the cashier. He hadn't really thought what that would achieve other than to further creep them out. On the upside, his leg lights were back to a pale green. Monsoon slowly worked his way towards the shop entrance. He wasn't really sure why he was doing this. If there was a sniper out there, probably walking very slowly wasn't the best plan. But then he didn't want to be shot while running either. Where's the dignity in that death when you have his reputation, which for all its many, many bad points, was something others had to concede he had. It all looked normal out there. Monsoon moved at pace out of the shop. Fortunately, this was the normal pace with which people left this kind of shop when they'd been to the back room, head down, arms in coat pockets focused on the horizon. That way, no one else would take any notice of this perfectly normal way of behaving, much as when you tripped over something. Important you continue to limp walk as if that was your walk. Everyone would understand and in no way think less of you. He had to get back to the record keeper's rooms. There would be useful information and would, he hoped, be the last place anyone would go looking for him. Monsoon worked his way around the shopping center towards the maintenance exits, the boring, plain exits which, while many wondered what may be inside them, could never muster enough energy to bother looking. Also, they might get into trouble because well, it's a maintenance area, and everyone knew having a look would mean jail time and a permanent criminal record. I mean, it wouldn't. But importantly, you were brought up to believe that. What was inside was only for the special few, not for the common herds. 
Monsoon marched through the door, which made a small bell noise play out on the wall speakers. A few maintenance people looked around, but as it wasn't food or stolen property, they carried on with their own far more important lives. He was someone else's problem, whoever that might be. After a short journey through, he again had to admit, clean tunnels, he found his way back to the record keeper's domain. It was crawling with solar force. His annoyance was tempered slightly by seeing Detective Lang barking orders and pointing at various objects around the room. Sicario had left him alive, which was a good thing. Except by still being alive, it looked like everything was being taken into evidence. Monsoon needed a distraction, something to stop them. He ran through a list of possibilities, trying to ignore the most obvious one. He then chose the most obvious one. He stood up and walked into the room, hands up. Detective Lang was the first to spot him, forming a face revolving around surprise and disappointment, which was pretty much the face Monsoon was used to seeing from people. An exceedingly keen and young Solar Force officer recognized him and immediately, without thinking, shouted demands. Hands up! Walk towards me! As Monsoon was already doing this, he just carried on. A few of the more senior officers smirked, but not enough smirking to move their hands away from their sidearms. Much as Monsoon was known to them, he was an escaped convict. They were right to be twitchy. Keep walking towards me. Monsoon was becoming increasingly annoyed with this buffoon. I am walking towards you. Do not speak. Keep your hands up. Is this your first week on the job? Don't you dare speak to me, convict. In normal times, Monsoon would have just punched his lights out and taken the consequences, but this was quite obviously not normal times. Anyway, he was tired, and perhaps a good night's sleep in a secure cell would be useful. Monsoon carried on walking towards the solar officer. He kept on until it became clear he would not stop walking until told to do so. Out of the corner of his eye, he could see Detective Lang smiling. Despite everything, Monsoon was still more popular than this newbie wannabe. Just before Monsoon crashed into them, the officer shouted out more commands. Stop a drop to your knees, convict. Now, that wasn't happening. Monsoon stopped and silently eyeballed the officer, giving him the full vent of just how much danger he would be in without all his colleagues around him. The officer swallowed, but for some reason, didn't change his approach. I said, drop to your knees. Monsoon remained motionless. The officer made his mistake. He stepped forward to kick Monsoon to the floor. The crack of his toes hitting metal with considerable force echoed around the room. The officer fell to the floor, screaming in agony. Monsoon just shrugged and remained where he was but he took the time to scan the room for the document he was after and the evidence bag number it was in. He mumbled the number to himself. 28 days, 6 hours, 42 minutes, 12 seconds. Interesting coincidence. Let's hope they keep that one near the top of the pile. Monsoon was rudely taken out of his thought process by Olaf. Put your hands down, Monsoon. I'm going to cuff you because 
procedure. Then we'll take you to transfer station at the port. The transfer station? That was a strange choice. It wasn't that secure, and the evidence room was nothing more than a cupboard with... Monsoon stopped himself. He relaxed. Detective Lang leant in and whispered to him. 28 days, 6 hours, 42 minutes, 12 seconds. In case your rubbish EI couldn't make out the right evidence bag. He then stood back and began to bark his orders. You four, take him to the transfer station. Ignore everything he says. He's a fantasist with ideas way above his pay grade. Just take him straight there and lock him up. Nothing more, nothing less. Detective Lang looked over at his fallen, though still annoying, comrade. You two, pick him up, help him back to the evidence wagon. His foot's broken. Detective Lang leant down to the young officer, still rocking around on the floor in pain. First lesson, son. Bear this pain in mind. If you're on my squad, you treat everyone with respect. We have to be the better ones. Detective Lang started to walk and then turned back round and leant down again, close to the officer, so only he would hear him. And if you ever assault someone again who isn't resisting arrest, I will break your other damn foot. Are we clear? The officer nodded, his red face swollen with tears. Detective Lang stood and watched Monsoon being led away. He spoke softly to himself. The final act is coming up fast. With my thanks. This episode was voiced by Adam Roach as the narrator and the voice of Monsoon Jackson. With Heather Dent Cowan as the voice of the adverts. With additional voices by myself and Stuart Goldsmith as Detective Lang. Written and edited by Andy Case for Lightmotif Productions Limited, copyright 2020.